Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network, Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada at the D. Well, I was going to say nothing but football today, but that's not true. We'll talk Australian Open, we'll talk golf. And we'll be with, uh, we'll be joined by Mike Samich from The Handle. Since we have Matt Brown on every week this year, only fair for equal time, or at least try to make it equal postseason time. For the rebuttal. <laughs> yes, point <laughs> counterpoint with Mike Samich a little later on the show. He'll join us. But first, the championship games are set. Oh, How was your baby. weekend, man? It was good. It was good. I hope we get four more quarters of uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes today. That, that's happening? No? Uh, no. No, Josh Allen is done. Shucks. Shall we start with that game? What a game. Let's do it. We'll get to all the, uh, the lines, all the implications, everything that happened uh, throughout the full weekend of the NFL. We'll, we'll do it AFC first. We'll start with the last game yesterday, the marquee matchup of Kansas City at Buffalo. Um, rough start for Nance and Romo to start this one out, Kelly. Uh, unfamiliar with the batting rule. Had to uh, get consultation on that. Then Nance initially thought the uh, second play was a catch, not incomplete. But then they got it together after the <laughs> second play. Uh, third and 17, first drive. Allen throws a forward pass beyond the line of scrimmage. Ruled a lateral. Chiefs don't challenge. Should have. First coaching blunder of that game on a weekend full of coaching blunders. Allen converts the ensuing fourth and one. Matriculate. Bass, 27-yard field goal, 3 to nothing. Buffalo, 8-08 first quarter. Butker matched it with a field goal and a stiff wind. 3-3 three to three with 435 left in the first quarter. Then Buffalo, 11 plays, 75 yards. Took him 6-0-3. 55 of those 75 on the ground. Allen in from five. And the Bills take a 10-3 lead early second quarter. Butker would get a 29-yard field goal after Watson recovered a Hardman fumble. A little fumble luck there for the Chiefs. Uh, two plays before, 10-6 Buffalo. 9-12 left second quarter. Now, at this point, Mike Edwards, Trent McDuffie, and Willie Gay, three Kansas City starters on defense, are out. Two in the secondary, one linebacker. They're done. Willie Gay would not come back. Uh, but Buffalo still had to punt there up 10-6. to six. And Kansas City, five plays, 65 yards, and 234. Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan, y'all. Mike Mahomes to Kelsey for 22. Two plays after uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran it for 28. 13-10 Kansas City. Now, at this point, this game just became sort of Everybody who's on serve couldn't get stopped. Buffalo, 12 plays, 75 yards in 307. Allen in from three, 17-13. Buffalo with 26 seconds left in the second quarter. They, they squeezed it in before the end of the half. Bills go to the locker room up four. Third quarter, Kansas City, first drive to Marquez Vande, uh, Valdez Scantling for 30. Two plays later, Mahomes for 24. Three plays after that, Kelsey from three out, touchdown, 20-17 to 17, Kansas City. You got the feeling with 11:48 left in the third quarter that could ever that whoever could break the other team serve would win this game. All it would take is one. I have a weird note here in the middle, which is kind of random here, Kelly, which says, who watches the equalizer with Queen Latifah? It's kind of random, but I just want to point that out. I don't really know who watches that, but they seem to promote it. Oh, uh, network television these days. <laughs> so funny. The acting is phenomenal, though, I can tell. Buffalo, 15 plays, 75 yards, and 825. Long drive. Allen to Khalil Shakir on third and goal from the 13. What a pass. What a catch in the corner. 24-20 Buffalo, 323 left in the third quarter. Then Kansas City. You get the theme here. Eight plays, 75 yards, and 403. Pacheco in from four. 27-24 Kansas City. 
This after Reed decided not to try for two after an encroachment call on the PAT. Were you okay with that at the time? Uh, I would have gone. I would have gone too. But he decides not to. Buffalo then a three and out. There is your service break, and you figure the game is over. But on fourth down, with Casey having 10 men on the field, Buffalo checks to a fake, fourth and five from their own 30, and DeMar Hamlin stuffed for only a two-yard gain. Kansas City with the lead, with the ball, plus territory. It's surely going to end here, uh, if not uh, officially, certainly on the scoreboard for all intents and purposes. Then after a 29-yard Pacheco run to the three, Mahomes flips it forward to Nicole Hardman, who he, whose hip is ruled not down before he fumbles out of the end zone. Change of possession, Bill's ball, the worst rule in sports strikes at its most crucial time ever. Did you think they were going to reverse that? Because initially they called him down. Oh, I mean, I thought it was clear that it was a fumble and then into the end zone. It's so funny. Uh, Fezzik clearly talking through his bats was like, it's so clear he, he's down. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I saw it on first look. I was like, oh, that's that's a fumble. It's out of the end zone. And then, I mean, I don't think any replay had made me change my mind about We're it. We're not going to sit here and, and, and debate this rule. I'm just going to say again, my position is it's the dumbest rule in all of sports. There is no, there is no football justification for the other team getting the ball back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Anyway, it, it's, it's amazing watching former players and coaches defend the rule. Oh, I know. Anyway, here's the point. Buffalo, an act of God. Okay, they had something to do with it, but what a break. They get the ball back, so forget the break of serve stuff. Uh, Buffalo, second down. Shakir gets trucked. Hits don't lie. Kelly comes back. Three and out after Trent Sherfield cannot corral a deep ball from Allen. They got a punt with 10.45 to go, so there's the break of serve again. Kansas City looks like a three and out. But what looked to be a bailout makeup P.I. call on Buffalo, they get another set of downs, still had to punt. 8.23 to go. Kansas City clinging to the lead. Then Buffalo, first play of the drive. Allen deep to Diggs, dropped. Later, second and 10 at their own 43. McDuffie bats down an Allen pass that would have been picked by Sneed, who was waiting for it right behind him. Then third down and 10, Allen fumbles. Chiefs have multiple shots at it, recovered by Spencer Brown. So you have the fumble through the end zone. You have McDuffie batting down a ball that Sneed would have picked. Then you have the unbelievable fumble luck. Buffalo, this has got to be destiny. Gotta be. Oh, uh, the only destiny was coming up. Fourth and three, Allen to Shakir for 10, first down. Bills matriculating. Four plays later, they get it to second and nine at the Kansas City 26 with two minutes to go. Then incomplete. Then third and nine. Tony Romo lets us know that if Buffalo loses, it will come down to this play. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> incomplete. Bass, 44-yard try. Jim Nance all over it. Wide right. He says the two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Build a dome for God's sakes, you people. We talk about field goal kickers for a reason on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that is why we do. And we pointed out that Tyler Bass was only 24 of 29 on the year from field goal range. And that he was one of three last week. It was his destiny. Not as big of a destiny as one coming up later on the show, with, which Kelly said. But that was his destiny. Kansas City with the ball now. The Bills have two timeouts. Pacheco for eight. Romo lets us know a first down. 100% ends it. Thanks again, Tony. Pacheco for three. Ball game. Kansas City wins. Kansas City to the AFC Championship game for a sixth straight year. Mahomes, 17 of 23 for 215. Two touches, no picks, never sacked. They only had five first downs. That's how dominant Kansas City was. Mahomes down nine, one and one. Career ATS is a dog. Allen, 26 of 39 for 186, 72 on the ground and two touchdowns in defeat. Kansas City drives for the game, Kelly. Field goal, field goal, touchdown, end of half. Touchdown, touchdown, fumble through the end zone. Their lone punt, end of game. Mm -hmm. So for those who sort of look back at this game and say how close it was, I kind of have to disagree even though it was on the scoreboard. Again, the three acts of God that Buffalo had to get their way to even have a shot at the Tyler Bass field goal. Boy, oh boy. And then also here's this. I'm not going to miss Buffalo because I'm so tired of the 1945 offense where like your only play is Josh Allen running. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I think the Chiefs defense deserves some credit that they kind of put him in that situation, right? It was where you were, you're going to take anything underneath. We're not really going to let you go over the top. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it, the I mean, the other part, the other part, right? The, the bass field goal. Okay, there's still he makes that. There's still plenty of time. Still for, plenty for, of time for the greatest quarterback in the world. And you can already. Yeah, there's plenty of time for Mahomes to matriculate, get Harrison Butker. It was. It, I hear. I hear you on it. It probably was worse than what it actually looked like, but. Man, it, it was still a great. It was still a great game with two great, great quarterbacks. Great where it game. is, I, all I could really take away at the end was, it, it just, it's just, it's starting to get that feeling, Gil, like we brought up with with Mahomes before, and we've brought up with other sports of guys like Josh Allen and stuff. You were just, you just played in the wrong era, man. Like you played in the wrong era. You can't get by this guy. And with Buffalo and Kansas City, it does feel like those those NBA. You know, in the NBA, you don't just rise to the top. You, you know. Um, Jordan's Bulls had to get by the Pistons. The Pistons yes, before yeah. that had to get by the Celtics. With Buffalo and Kansas City, it feels like that's the the hump they can't get over. It really does. And look, I know you're gonna. I know a lot of people are gonna point to his his passing yardage, but I really I really did feel like Buffalo kind of took what the Kansas City defense, which is very good, took what they gave them. They chose to run the ball. I mean, they did that effectively. And then there was just, man, there was so many timely mistakes, drops. I mean, that digs drop. The I digs mean, drop. Allen had a great, a couple great deep throws yeah. that just dropped. They couldn't come up with. And it just, that, that took all the life out of the game in those moments. There was two long ones. Again, Sherfield couldn't corral the other yeah. long ball. Um, Which might not have been a perfect pass, but, no. he, I mean, he these are NFL wide receivers had a chance on it. If you had the second half over, my condolences. Imagine second half over was 23 and a half. There was 21 scored with the ball on the one for Kansas City with 13 minutes to play, and it does not get home. Did you think Buffalo got a little too cute worrying about the clock uh, at the end of the game? Try, trying to um, yeah, try yeah. to make sure that Kansas City didn't have enough time, Pro that kind of thing. Probably, I, f I feel yeah. like that's one that's. It, it, I, I kind of thought about that in the t uh, you know while it was going on, but I feel like that's one of those that's easier to say after the fact always, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. I like yeah. I didn't have a huge problem with what they were trying to do. Think about but here. Shout out to Buffalo because I don't mean to disparage in the yeah. process, but Buffalo who was left for dead. You know, you had an 80 to one on them. You know, San Francisco mm -hmm. to beat Buffalo. I had a 25 to one on them uh, in that exacta, and it was a great stretch at the end of the year. This was the team that a lot of people felt was the was the one you didn't want to play in the uh, in the postseason, and maybe that was corroborated yesterday. But it's just the greatness of Mahomes, yeah. sixth straight AFC championship. We'll talk about their opponent next, the number one seed Baltimore Ravens, and. Uh, let you know what that line is, what I thought it would be, pretty much all. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand, newVSIN.com website. Plus, our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24 7 video access. Plus, our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code ANG. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from uh, Go Fast Troy. He deserves a lot of credit. SC, Go Fast Troy. Uh, he was the one we, uh, when we were talking about the props for the divisional round and who would have the most uh, passing yards or rushing yards, you and I thought that both Stroud and... Um, Jordan Love would Jordan have a look. Love would, would get a look. He was all about Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. He said, "I think well done. he said I think you're overlooking Baker for most passing yards this weekend against the worst defense left in the playoffs. And third string quarterbacks were lighting up those cornerbacks this season. Give me Baker with Evans, Goodwin, and Otten. Uh, Lions good against the run, even more reason to pass. And he was dead right. Good for you. Go fast, Troy. As uh, Baker Mayfield got home." Blue Hen Bill. And so as the generations went by, grandfathers in Buffalo would tell the story of Wide Right, to which the grandchildren, hearing it for the 100th time, would say, which Wide Right, Grandpa? Which? That's <laughs> so great. Um, Hank's best friend, Hank Saving. Just wondering, when deciding to go for two, are the analytics based on the total for the league? Why would you use that number versus your team's actual results? Yes, the ones that they throw up on the network are these catch-all league-wide things. They do not uh, provide the context uh, that you seek in any kind of way. Um, Charles in Connecticut, I was going to listen tomorrow anyway. This is from yesterday. goes, but I just became can't miss to hear Gil talk about his favorite rule. Yeah, we did a little bit right there, the fumble through the end zone. D does it also feel like, I mean, we've we've always made a big deal of this rule, but does it feel like we've had more of these this year than that, like... I got another tweet about that yesterday. Okay. I was like, do, have we had more of those this year than ever before? Sure seems that way. I, I mean, like, I feel like we've had plenty of time to get up on our pedestals and rage about this, but a stupid, <laughs> yes. stupid rule. Uh, Daryl Ross, <laughs> uh, the sharpest man in the business, Gil just happened to mention kickers last week. Nice job. Well, not the sharpest man, but thank you. Jason Stark, this is why Gil talked about the quality of the field goal kickers this week on ANG. Always the best info. Um, thank you. That's very kind. We'll, listen, let's talk about who Kansas City, of course, is playing. The first game in the divisional round this past weekend, Houston at Baltimore. Uh, this one not nearly as uh, in-depth to get into. Houston three and out to start things off. Tucker with a 53-yard field goal to make it three to nothing. Uh, remember, Tucker was one of five from 50-plus, so that one, unlike Tyler Bass and Anders Carlson, we could figure that Justin Tucker's one for five was not the norm. The other thing I thought during that game was was the it, it started right away with that kick. Yeah. It was remember when we st we kept repeating the stat last year of like if you made the goalposts like this big, what percentage of Justin Tucker's yes. kicks went? Every field goal, I was like Justin Tucker hit that dead, dead right down the middle, right down the middle. Houston. Now here was this here was the big story with Houston. After that, they would matriculate, but then something would happen. Yeah. So they matriculate, then they false started, intentional grounding, false start. Those three things happen, forcing a punt. Baltimore then would have a three and out. Houston, after Kyle Hamilton dropped a would-be pick tipped by Travis Jones, they get a game-tying field goal from Kaimi Fairbairn from 50. Uh, Fairbairn hits it three to three last seconds of the first quarter. Then Baltimore, uh, Lamar for 23. Starts an 11 play, 76-yard drive that took 6-14. He goes to Nelson Aguilar from three out, 10-3 Baltimore, 9-14 left second quarter. Houston a three and out after Singletary. This play was funny. After Singletary appeared to get a first down on, on a second down dump off, Buck and Aikman say nothing. No one says a word. And they end up having to punt on the three and out when he rolled over an opponent. Yeah. He didn't even really argue. You and I texting. I, I, I was like, I feel, like the, I feel like you're the only other person that catches these things sometimes. Like, looking, I'm like, that was the first down, dude. It, it, the only reason I didn't go crazy about you and I texted about this, yeah. but you saw Singletary get up, went to the ref and said something, and then they were, had a nice tight shot of him and walking away. And he's kind of smiling. So yeah. I was like, I think I think he knows that something hit. Maybe. But, but I'm with you. When you first saw it, I was like, where did he go down? Where did he go down? Baltimore fouls with a three and out. Um, 
but they punt it, and Steven Sims, Washington great, Steven Sims, 67-yard punt return to the house, 10-10 with 4.17 left in the second quarter. Then Baltimore with another three and out. Houston would end up third and 13 at their own 24 at the two-minute warning. 29 to Collins, then 16 to Collins. That led to a Fairbairn 47-yard field goal try to put the Texans up. He misses. Baltimore with 32 seconds left on their own 37. We got sacked twice. Lamar did. They had to punt. End of half. Houston outgained Baltimore in the first half, 145 to 118. We got ourselves a tie ball game at 10. Yeah. Lamar blitzed more in the first half than he'd ever been in a half of football in his career. Looking good so far. Third quarter, Baltimore. Duvernay, 37-yard return on the kickoff to start. They go six plays, 55 yards, and 256. Lamar in from 15. Baltimore retakes the lead, 17-10 with 12.04 left in the third quarter. Then Houston matriculates again, but has to punt in the end. Baltimore, a lot of bend, don't break here. Baltimore starts at their own seven this time. 12 plays, 93 yards, and 7.03, including a fourth and one at the Houston 49 where Lamar had a keeper for 14. Lamar to likely to end the drive for 15 and a touch. 24 to 10, Baltimore, early fourth quarter, then a Houston three and out. Baltimore, 11 plays, 78 yards, seven in 7.10. Lamar in from eight, 31 to 10, Baltimore with 6.20 left in the fourth quarter. Then uh, Houston would turn it over on downs. They'd add a Tucker field goal. Baltimore would from 43, 34-13. Baltimore in a game they won by three touchdowns that was tied at the half. Nip and tuck in the first half, and then Baltimore just rolled Houston in the second of this ballgame. And I just want to throw up this tweet. The Texans in this game, just to give it some context, they got to the Baltimore 32 that was the intentional grounding, false start, incomplete punt sequence. They got to the Baltimore 27 another time. Delay of game and an incomplete resulted in a field goal. They another time got to the Baltimore 29. That ended up with an incomplete, an incomplete, and a missed field goal. And the Baltimore 39, incomplete one-yard gain punt. So they got to the Baltimore 32, 27, 29, and 39, and ended up with a grand total of three points. That's it. And that's kind of the story of the game from the Texans' standpoint because they were in this for half of football until they weren't. And Baltimore rolls them and covers in the process. So I thought, I thought in this AFC title game, the AFC title game will be the first of the two this coming Sunday. I thought Baltimore minus three, and that's kind of what it is, although it's sort of teetering to three and a half, right? Yeah, we've got uh, – there's a mix out there right now. It's uh, juiced threes or three and a halves. Uh, um, cheap three and a half that uh, you could lay with the Ravens. But yeah, it's pretty much split right now. Let's do a thought exercise, shall we? Let's do it. Because Will Hill said something to me watching these games this weekend. He said it after the San Francisco game, which we'll get to obviously coming up when we do NFC. But he said maybe the AFC is just way better than the NFC. Because Baltimore, of course, famously crushing San Francisco, crushing Detroit, crushing Seattle three NFC teams mm -hmm. two playoff one on the uh, on the out just on the outside looking in so I got three three options you tell me which of these statements to you rings the most true okay. there's there's a kernel of truth in all of them but which rings the most true one what will just said AFC just might be way better than the NFC as we project forward to the Super Bowl coming up B the Packers and we'll get to this game but the Packers might just be so good that they put a diminished Debo-less Niners team on the ropes, or C, regardless of how you feel about A or B, pro-AFC or pro-NFC, this is the worst group of four championship teams ever in terms of them all being flawed that you can remember having for a long time, keeping in mind that Tom Brady was involved in most of those and a better Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes was involved with most of those. Hmm. I'd have to go back and look through some of those, but I guess I would lean that C amongst C all. C is the one I lean to, yeah. too. Yeah. I think it goes C, A, B. Uh, but I do think there is, I think that's what we're dealing with here. Again, not yeah, trying to be prisoner I, of the moment because we had a whole year of football where the Niners at one point were dominant and the Ravens looked dominant at others. But but it's that right? Like yeah. I don't I don't think it's I, I don't want to make I don't I'm not saying that it is an incorrect claim by Will to say that the AFC is better than the NFC. But I just think it's it swings right, and we're we're now in this swing where 
Okay, the Cowboys got taken out. Feel however you want to feel about them. The Eagles started off the season looking like a great team, right? End the season, uh, you know, and we're thinking they're an average to below average team. And you have some of these AFC, AFC teams, I think, on the rise, right? The Texans were just continually rising all season long. The point being with the last four, there doesn't feel like there's an aura of infallibility with any of them. And I think every other year with Brady, with Mahomes, yeah, there was at least one team where you thought, oh, this is the team to beat. Right now, I don't know if there's a consensus team to beat. I, I agree. I think there's three really, really, really – I think there's still three really good football teams, though, remaining. Yeah, I, so, I, like, I will find the tweet. But somebody asked me, go, do you still have Detroit 11th or 12th? And I was like, <laughs> well, technically it was 9th. And I said to him, I go, yeah, I have them dead last now. <laughs> <laughs> I have them dead last in my power rankings currently of the remaining NFL teams. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do the NFC side of things, and we'll look at uh, potential or the hypothetical Super Bowl lines, all the uh, combinations coming up. Numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts We get tweets at beating the book. New York mess 16. Gil, I thought when the Bills went to the two-minute warning that they thought were, that uh, they were going to milk the clock, but then they came out of it and threw it twice. If Bass hits the field goal, there's still roughly 140 left on the clock. What gives there? Yeah, we talked about it. 100%. Second and nine with two minutes left. He throws an incomplete pass. Then another incomplete pass, and then it's wide right. And even if he had made it, even if Tyler Bass does sink that, you're exactly right. You don't think Mahomes matriculates that and gets in bunker range? Kevin Ryan, Gil, not only did Romo say you're exactly right numerous times every time a player limped to the sidelines, he yelled, that's huge, Jim. Enough already. <laughs> he needs to be replaced. Mike Stacks, has it ever happened where we saw the opening game uh, where we saw the opening game to kick off the NFL season could also end with the same teams ending the NFL season, KC versus Detroit? Let's go Lions Super Bowl. I'm not sure. I'd have to look back and, uh, and see. Uh, Forrest Lehman. C. Oh, he's uh, commenting on our uh, on the thought exercise in the previous segment. He goes with option C. He goes, I'll even I'll go even further. The worst eight as of last week. It's just bad football. That's close on occasions. I don't know if it's bad football. I mean, I think these I think two of the four games were wildly entertaining. Um, I don't know if it's bad football, but Kelly and I were talking a bit about it all at the break. It is the first time I've ever made that comment. Like, I do think as a group of four, it's the most flawed group of four that I can ever remember. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think, that, you know, like real quick, just to follow up on that, uh, you know, Ravens-Texans game. Like, yeah. that, that is, because I know we're moving to the NFC here. I mean, that was Ravens defense completely dominant. Like, it was incredible, and yet... If you're a Houston Texans fan and a Green Bay Packers fan after this weekend, you've got to be nothing but excited. Nothing but pumped. Like, I, I, I mean, C.J. Stroud I should have been sacked, picked off like eight times more than he was. He's it, incredible. It, it was wild. for that, that That was even a game in the second half. But like, we just went through it. The, the Texans matriculated a bunch of times, yeah. couldn't get points. And Green Bay will get into, uh, last tweet here, Dom Perignon. 
the un is the underrated anecdote of the 23 NFL season that Lamar was on the open market and most quarterback needy teams didn't even take a sniff. Looking real hard at you, hot trash Atlanta. It is. You're absolutely right. Let's talk about San Francisco hosting Green Bay Saturday night. Uh, game started Green Bay. Carlson, 29-yard field goal. Anders Carlson, 3 to nothing. Green Bay, 7-22. Left in the first quarter. Took uh, the first half of the first quarter to do that. San Francisco then punted. Remember this one, Purdy survived an itch, as we like to call him the Megapod. That's Todd's acronym. Interceptions that should have happened. Should have had a pick. He gets lucky. Debo also hurt on this drive. Green Bay, fourth and in inches then. Up three to nothing at the San Francisco 13. Jordan Love is ruled short. I guess no way to overturn it. They don't bother challenging because it would have been probably hard to overturn. 14-30 left in the second quarter. Another huge break for the Niners. Niners go 12 plays, 86 yards. Purdy to Kittle from 32. 7-3 San Francisco with 8.42 left in the second quarter. Green Bay would get another field goal from Carlson to cut it to 7-6. 4.09 left in the second quarter. Then San Francisco with all three timeouts, Kelly. Up a point. They have third and two at the Green Bay 43. San Francisco lets the clock roll from 114 to 34 seconds for no reason whatsoever. More than half the clock expires. I love when you get the two head coaches playing chicken. Nothing, neither one of them wants to call a timeout. Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing? More than half the clock bleeds, I should say, before he calls his first. And the Niners, who were clearly playing for a field goal here, apparently, settle for a moody 48-yarder in a driving rainstorm. Blocked. Serves them right, quite frankly. Niners go to the locker room up 7-6. to six. What was that? Jordan Love at the half, 10 of 16 for 115. Purdy, 10 of 16 for 125. Third quarter, San Francisco gets the ball first, up a point, but a three and out. Green Bay gets it to their own 45 after the same official tried to say that Love was short on a third and inches. Uh, then they gave it to him. Then after Jones uh, whiffs on a toss, third and 15, Love heaves it downfield, and Ambry Thomas just plows through Bo Melton, P.I. Next play, Love to Melton, wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay leads it 13-7 with 9.27 left in the third quarter. Sphincters on alert. San Francisco, four plays. Purdy to Kittle for 32 on third and six at their own 29. Then McCaffrey to the hizzy for 39. Niners retake the lead, 14 to 13. 739 left in the third quarter. But Keyshawn Nixon takes the ensuing kickoff, 73 yards. By the way, he fumbles, and his teammate Eric Wilson in midair. Acrobatic recovery. Unbelievable play. Was it the best play of the weekend? It might have been. <laughs> Leads to love to Tucker Craft from two yards out. Uh, four plays later, touchdown. Love to Jones, two-point conversion, and the Green Bay Packers are beating the number one seed at Santa Clara, 21 to 14, with 5:23 left in the third quarter. Then, after Trent Williams, uh, after Trent Williams got flagged for a questionable unsportsmanlike on the way on the field, three and out for the Niners. Green Bay then third and 11 at their own 48. Up seven. Love picked by Dre Greenlaw off the deflection. He threw it behind Kraft. That sets up the Niners at the Green Bay 48. They settle for a moody 52-yard field goal right down the pipe to start the fourth quarter. 21-17 Green Bay. Now remember, before that field goal try to start the fourth quarter, the stats flashed up on the screen. Niners under Shanahan, 0-30. 0-30 when entering the fourth quarter down seven-plus points. The worst mark since 2017. Green Bay then, 21-17, three and out. Again, love behind the intended receiver, Aaron Jones. But San Francisco can't do anything with it. They have to punt as well. Green, get, Green Bay gets it back up four. Jones for 53 to start the drive. You talked about sphincter alert right there. There it is. That sets up an Anders Carlson 41-yard field goal try to put the Packers up seven. No good. It remains 21 to 17 with 6.18 left on the clock. Once again, we talk about field goal kickers for a reason. And Kelly sent me the text right at this moment. This was always his destiny. And it's so true. Damn, Anders. <laughs> when we went through Anders Carlson's stats last week, we told you he'd missed six field goals all year. He's 27 of 33. He had missed five extra points all year, 34 of 39, including another sixth extra point missed last week. Why did they stay with this dude? And by I the way, if you look at some games this year, Green Bay's margin of loss 
would have been wins had he just made a field goal. Yeah, I don't get it. San Francisco now down four, starts at their own 31, 69 yards. They matriculate. They get to the 15 with two minutes to go. My God, the drama. Down four, two minutes to go. At the Packers 15, three plays later, McCaffrey in from six, touchdown Niners, 24-21 San Francisco with 107 left. Now Matt LaFleur is receiving a bunch of criticism from a bunch of people for not having called a timeout earlier. I believe that criticism to be unfair. He could not do it at that moment because in the event that McCaffrey got the first down but not the touchdown which he could have he would have needed those timeouts so all the criticism for Matt LaFleur don't listen to that Kyle Shanahan deserves the criticism at the end of the first half mm -hmm. sequence but Matt LaFleur does not for what went down uh, that's results oriented criticism quite frankly Green Bay now down 24-21 with all three timeouts start at their own 25 they need a field goal to tie and a touchdown to win first and 10 at their own 36 they get it to with 52 seconds to go 52 seconds to go Love flush to his right throws it late across the middle reminiscent of Brett Favre on the Vikings versus New Orleans in the playoffs so many years ago picked by Greenlaw, who misunderstood the assignment trying to make the return of his life. Fans' arms are in the way of the camera as everyone watching is moving their head. Uh, like we can see around the hand. Then he reappears. He's crisscrossing the field. Go down, you bastard. Go down. For those of us with the over, keep running. And he finally does. <laughs> Ball game. Niners escape. 24-21. Purdy, 23 of 39 for 252. McCaffrey, 17 for 98 on the ground. Two touchdowns, seven catches for 30. Jordan Love, 21 of 34 for 194 in defeat, but those two picks were big. Jones, 18 for 108. Jones ended up with the most rushing yards um, this weekend. Congratulations to all who had that. Let me just say this, and we'll get to, obviously, San Francisco's opponent, Detroit, after the break, and we'll talk about the line of that game and all the potential hypothetical Super Bowl lines. There is no bigger fan of Jordan Love than me. But I do want to point out a bit of a hypocrisy that I'm hearing after this game. People are murdering Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was hot garbage for most of this game, I admit. Um, but when it counted on that last drive, he was great. And Jordan Love was pretty bad three of those last four drives. If Brock Purdy had done what Jordan Love had done, the Brock Purdy haters would be murdering him. So again, I love Jordan Love and I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy's, but the people who are hating on Purdy are being a little hypocritical of what went down when it mattered in that game. Just want to point it out. We'll also talk about this notion about what's what happens to the Niners. I think it was Matt Brown who said this. Great offensive machine, but when they lose one cog in that wheel, whether it's Debo, whether it's Kittle, whether it's McCaffrey, man, do they fall off a cliff. We'll get into that. And of course, the Lions win. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
get tweets at beating the book. JT, speed to burn, 725. The dumbest rule in sports is allowing the offense to keep the ball if they fumble it out of bounds, he said. Name one other sport that out of bounds isn't penalized. What happens in hockey? They shoot the puck out of bounds. MLB foul ball. No, they still, they still get to hit after the after the foul ball. Uh, isn't it a face golf off? Isn't hit it out a face off yeah. in hockey? Golf hit out of bounds. They, they still get to they still get another another shot. Uh, I mean, get penalized <laughs> there at yeah. least, I guess. But yeah, no, the baseball they still get to hit. Uh, so I don't I don't think that holds. Um, Chris Jason, real, real, uh, we'll talk about this with tennis. She's he's reacting to. Uh, Diana Yastremska, who's one of these unbelievably surprising quarterfinalists, he says she's legit, met her at uh, Paribas last year while training there, powerful and very fit, and I said she plays at one speed, and he took that as a knock. I didn't mean it as a knock. He said, in women's game, who cares? She's young and hasn't been home for more than two years. Okay, okay, re relax, relax. I get it. She's Ukrainian. No, we bet on her the other day, and we won, but even in victory, um, and I'm forgetting who she beat that night. Who did Yastremska beat that night? I can't even remember, but it was a three-set match, and she won the first set, she won the third set, she got beat in the second, but even as as we won that match, and she was a big dog, she was plus 170-something, so again, we bet on her. Navarro? Yes, Emma Navarro, the American. In the second set, Yastremska played the same way, and it, and it just wasn't working for her, and so it was like balls were landing in the third row. That's what I'm referring to. Uh, we'll get some more Australian Open. Uh, coming up here momentarily. More tweets real quick. Broad Street Hustle Podcast. Can you also point out to the Purdy haters and the love lovers who say love is great uh, and up-and-coming young quarterback that Purdy is 13 months younger than love? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a very good point. Um, Jack, 147-70548. Uh, Gil, if Brock Purdy would have done what Jordan Love did, the, uh, the linebacker would have dropped the ball. <laughs> That's fair. That is a fair <laughs> comment. Um, Jesse Welch, that recap at the end of the oh, Niners-Packers game was straight electricity. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we got one more game to get to. The Niners' opponent, of course, will be the Detroit Lions. Detroit beats Tampa Bay. They won the toss. The Lions did. They took the ball, and they proceeded to go three and out. Tampa Bay got the ball back. Third and 17 at their own 37. Mayfield, uh, Mayfield picked off the deflection by C.J. G.J. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Detroit set up at the Tampa Bay 41. Second and goal at the Tampa Bay 3. Goff had himself an itch, an interception that should have happened right into the hands of Jamel Dean, who dropped it. They settled for a Badgley 23-yard field goal. 3 to nothing. Detroit 8-25 left first quarter. McLaughlin would uh, match it with a 43-yarder tied up at 3 apiece. 4-19 left in the first quarter. By the way, second Tampa Bay drive in a row stalled by a blitz and a sack from a defensive back. Detroit then 14 plays, 75 yards, 646 took off the clock. Goff to Reynolds from nine out, touchdown, 10 to three Lions, 12-33 left in the second quarter. And the Lions trying to get to their first NFC championship since the since after the 1991 season when they were beat at RFK by 38, 41 to three. They're on their way. Tampa Bay, fourth and one at their own 34. They decide to punt, okay? Detroit then punts back. Tampa Bay gets a McLaughlin 50-yard field goal try. Doinked. Detroit remains up seven. 224 left second quarter. And then Detroit a three and out when Kalijah Kansi came up with a sack on third and two, a sack of uh, golf on third and two at the uh, Detroit's own 49. Tampa Bay then down seven. All of a sudden, Mayfield goes to work. Seven plays, 92 yards. Mayfield to Otten from two. Touchdown, 10 to 10 with only 15 seconds left in the half. Mayfield to Evans for 27 and to Evans for 29, setting it up. So halftime, this game is tied at 10 apiece. Mayfield 13 of 18 for 181. Tampa Bay outgaining Detroit in the first half, 233 to 134. Dan Campbell coming out of the uh, the locker room uh, and talking uh, into, the, uh, into the third quarter. It's playoff football. All right, relax. Third quarter, Tampa Bay punt. Detroit with Jonah Jackson out now. Their guard, three and out on a questionable chop block called against the Lions. Then Tampa Bay, three and out. Then Detroit says, you know what? We're going to do some stuff here. Ten plays, 64 yards, 423, including a fourth and goal from the one after Goff airmailed the third down pass way over Laporta's head. Craig Reynolds in from one, 17 to 10 Lions, 348 left in the third quarter. Then Tampa Bay matches it. Seven plays, 75 yards. It took 338 off the clock. Mayfield to Rashad White from 12 out. We're tied at 17 with 10 seconds left in the third quarter after Campbell didn't challenge the previous play where Mayfield was down by contact. 
uh, when Tyson Alualu hit him, remember Mayfield was falling to the ground? Oh, my gosh, I was freaking out. About Dan this. Campbell doesn't challenge it. Tampa scores on the next play to tie the game. So I, I was on. He was air. down, man. I was on the air for live bet Sunday. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm like feeling like not enough people are, are reacting to this. That will text me actually. I think we're texting about golf or something. And I'm like, dude, that shin was clearly down, right? Clearly, the shin, shin part of the knee, right? That's how it works. Way, way more clear than the Kansas City play where he fumbled it out of the end zone. By the way, way more clear than that. Yeah, I thought they were both pretty clear, but yeah. yes, more clear to me. Yes, yes. I, I thought that was obvious. I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, let's not forget, Baltimore was tied at the half with Houston before they crushed him. Detroit was tied with Tampa Bay through three. Mm -hmm. Then Detroit goes to town. Five plays, 75 yards, took 157. Gibbs in from 31. Man, is he fast. 24-17. Detroit, 13-13 left in the, well, in the fourth quarter. Then after Tampa Bay, three and out. Detroit, 10 plays, 89 yards. It took 550. Golf to St. Brown from nine out. 31-17 Lions. Here they come. 622 left. They can taste it. Tampa Bay, though, comes right back. Nine plays, 75 yards. That took 145, including a fourth and 14 conversion at their own 32 uh, to Evans for 24. Mayfield to Evans from 16 out touchdown. So they're down eight. Remember what the spread is here. And you're thinking, well, Todd Bowles is going to kick the extra point to cut it to center, right? <laughs> Todd, we were all joking Todd Bowles <laughs> doesn't know to go for two here, does he? He's like Belichickian Poor in that Todd way. Todd Bowles. Um, yeah, they do. They decided. Looked, first of all, it looked like he was yes. saying kick a field goal. Yeah. And then, I don't know if someone told him or whatever, a two-point conversion. This determined tons of spreads. I mean, this was it right yeah, here. This yeah. came down to the two-point conversion. Incomplete intended for Evans. Of course, the announcers know nothing about the spread. 31-23, <laughs> Detroit with 4.37 left in the fourth quarter. Detroit would punt again after Goff. Now, here's, here's where the shenanigans happen. Detroit ends up punting after Goff throws an incomplete pass on third down, stopping the clock, giving Tampa Bay an extra play and allowing them to preserve one timeout. So another demerit for Dan Campbell. What are you doing? Yep, yep, 100%. Then Tampa Bay takes over at their own 10 with 159 to go. They got one timeout, but the second play, second and five at their own 15, Mayfield picked by Derek Barnes. Ball game, right? And not exactly. <laughs> because the Lions... Start off with 133 left on the clock. Remember, Tampa Bay has one timeout. The crowd's going crazy. Detroit takes a snap with 133. Uh, you know, even if they use the timeout, they can run it out. Detroit then mysteriously, after taking the first snap with 133 left on the clock, takes their second down snap with 106 left yeah. on the clock. Uh, we, all right. We were on the air. I didn't really catch this in the moment until the final play. Then you could see Jared Goff was looking. He was thinking right. in his head. He was like, if I get it below 40, I can just take the snap here. So with 37 seconds left, they take the third down snap. Todd Bowles could have called timeout here and forced. It would have been fourth and 13, by the way, with the kneel downs. He could have forced a 49-ish yard field goal try from Badgley. Bruh, can I call you bruh? That's no gimme. Instead, he doesn't call it at all, and the clock expires. Now, I'm not saying it was still likely that Tampa Bay could have gotten back in this game. After all, they still would have needed a touchdown and a two-point conversion with no timeouts. But you got to try, right? By the way, post-game press conference, Todd Bowles is like, oh, you know, they were already out there. They would have had 12 seconds left. Well, no, they wouldn't have. You would have had much more than that. You would have had like 30 seconds left. Yeah. What are you doing? That was bizarre. I, I, I don't Lions know. win it. Congratulations to everyone in Detroit. You're headed to the NFC Championship. I guess Niners minus six. It ends up being Niners minus seven. I, I did a little bit of a Devo, Debo perhaps being out devaluation, but it's the full seven. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, well, yeah, we could talk more about these on the other side. I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering how much Debo's factor, you know, factored into some of this this weekend or not factored in, right? Um, I want to go back to that play real quick. Like that is. No, like we're not making a big, big enough of a deal of this. Like yeah, I no. didn't really catch it in the moment. I was kind of was wondering what was going on. Everything was wrong both sides. Detroit, like, what right. are you doing, snapping the ball so quick? What are you doing? But that is like coaching Malpert. You're in the playoffs with a chance to have an extra possession. Yes, it might be 30 seconds. Bro, Dan Campbell didn't challenge that Baker Mayfield down. You know that his knee was down, and then they scored a touchdown. Tampa Bay did the next play. 
he like was calling a pass play that stopped the clock so that Tampa Bay preserved their timeout and had an extra play. And then they're snapping the ball way too quickly. And Todd Bowles is like, hold my beard, Dan Campbell. I'm going to bail you out of this one. It was incredible. Uh, it's like a regular season NBA game. Like, ah, it's too much. Let's all go home. That's <laughs> only going to be 12 seconds left. We've had a good year. Levitard next on DK. We're coming back. More on this. Tennis and golf. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be part of your daily routine, man. We, uh, we don't take that for granted. We appreciate it very much. Um, Still to come, Mike Somich will join us a little later this hour. How about that? Mike Somich in the house. Yeah. He's got bets, too. He's firing. He's firing. That's from the uh, the handle, which he does with Matt Brown each and every weekend uh, day. Here. I got another shout-out to another Mike. Oh, I yes. didn't catch his last name, but he, he stopped by. was hanging out. We did live that Sunday here, and then of you know the horrible 3 o'clock kick time. Oh, or yeah. three thirty. We're off the air at four, and that's I'm like, "How you know the season is coming to an end when they start with that time?" Oh, totally. But yeah. I'm like, I can't leave here till this. I'm not missing a moment of Bills Chiefs. Like, you know, Ben was trying to do the smart, like, wait till halftime and then rush home. Right. And I'm like, I'm not even risking it. I'm sitting at this bar yeah. until that game is over. So I got got to hang out and talk with a bunch of bunch of great fans, listeners. Mike, he came over and was very complimentary of uh, listening to you and me talk every day. What are we going to do with Super Bowl? We, we're we're broadcasting right up until kickoff. Are you going to wait at Circa and watch the first half and then try to go home during Ursher? Man, I hadn't thought about this, Gil. I know, but Good. yes, I think that. <laughs> but I, I like I like seeing the halftime show. But it does, like... Well, I, you, well, if I know anything about you, Kelly Bidlin, you're a big Usher fan. I, I, I like Usher. I like By Usher way, as like much as the next person. The commercials for him, the, yeah. the promos, like the iconic, the global icon. I'm like, okay, easy. By the way, I'm definitely working harder on trying to book a guest that just happens to have the name Usher for us instead of <laughs> I'm working harder on that than actually booking Usher well, that we tried already. Well, Gil, I got Usher for you. <laughs> Because I want I want ra- I want Radio Row Week to get here and us plug all week long. We're sitting down with Usher <laughs> on Friday, and it's just, so if anybody out there just knows some random dude named Usher, I told you the the Apple the Apple Music executives have batted it down. They say uh, Usher cannot do anything before he performs. Uh, we get tweets at Biddy the Book Nemesis Enforcer. If San Francisco uh, is not hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Any chance they make a run at Kirk Cousins, given the way the Skins wouldn't deal with Kyle after a sour relationship? Could this be how it works? That has always been sort of the uh, the perennial rumor that at some point Shanahan will go after uh, his guy Kirk Cousins. They had great success in Washington. Kirk Cousins would throw for 4,000 like it was nothing year after year in D.C. after the uh, you like that game where his whole career turned around. But Brock Purdy is... They're not going away from Brock Purdy at this point. Yeah. They're just not. That's just uh, – I mean, you know me. I like Kirk yeah. Cousins probably mo- more than most people. But yeah. the no. – there's no reason to force that. No. Like, th- this kid was incredible this year. Brock Purdy's was great this year. Sorry. Uh, Nick G. This is a great point by Nick G. You know how we were saying option C about this, the, the most flawed group of four teams? He goes, not sure you can say that, that it's the worst group of four with two of them being – Two of the highest-ranked teams in DVOA history. Oh, there you go. It's a very good point. Aaron shots, I think, when the C. We talked to Aaron the week before Week 18. So we didn't get the Week 18 results in where, you know, it's kind of a squirrely week anyway. They ended up, I think, as the sixth. The Ravens ended up as his sixth greatest DVOA team of all time, meaning since 1981. And the Niners ended up as the ninth best, if I have that correct. Maybe we should chat with him this week if he's available. Well, he's, that, that would he, be a good conversation. He's coming on with us, Radio uh, Radio Row. Row. Yeah. yeah. All right, we can talk to him. Uh, by hell, sell low, you know. One thing to note on the Detroit-Tampa Bay game was the obvious mistake Goff made by snapping the ball on a moving clock on third down. It was rolling with around 1.30 left and could have been snapped around one minute. Tampa Bay scored with less than 30 seconds in the first half. Huge error. Yeah, we just, we just uh, discussed that um, for sure. Um, Bizarre, bizarre set of circumstances at the end. So in the end, I ended up going two and two on my divisional round plays, two and zero oh on the Megapod. The Megapod is magic, uh, but two and two uh, in my bets in the NFL. You, 
What oh man, I uh, let's see. I hit. I, I, I added some player props that went well, Gil. But I'm not going to pretend like everything I discussed on this show was not a bloodbath because it was a bloodbath. Oh, it was. Oh, it was up to. Yeah, I went two and two because I made the adorable error of going with the Ravens first half as opposed to Ravens game. The, uh, the adorable error like that. Yeah. So the uh, the Niners Packers over was my biggest bet. So the ending of that game was pretty uh, pull your hair out when Anders is shanking kicks and you know I'm like it's going to be 24-24 and we're going to overtime. It's going to be a win Gil. It's going to be. Oh Anders there it goes. Never mind. Uh, Phil New just tweeted I identify <laughs> as Usher. I was sitting over here cracking up while you were going through the read. I think Felipe also texted us to just grab an usher from a legion. That's phenomenal. <laughs> um, the uh, I don't know where I was going there. I know I'm I was sorry. laughing so hard. I apologize. That I was laughing too hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had that over. Uh, I was I I was pretty heavy on the Bills yesterday too. Luckily though. It's pretty heavy on the Bills. I bet that on the opener last week. Obviously, we were getting bad injury news on the Bills throughout throughout the week. The only thing I did, I don't want to say I really bought off my position, but I did. You had that little window, right, where lines were released for the NFC Championship game. So I did it. I teased up the Chiefs to eight and a half and teased down the Niners. So kind of bought off my Bills position, but had that big middle open, obviously. Oh, so that that loss didn't hurt as bad. Remember, we we had promised the on, Lions home, but we, we had didn't. promised on Friday that if you lost betting the Bills, that you would take thirty seconds to bash yourself for oh, yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kelly. Uh, next time <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes, and this applies to this exact weekend, yes. the greatest quarterback that you've ever seen play football is an underdog. Just take the money line and take the money. What are you doing? That was Kelly Bidlin, ladies and gentlemen. Self-loathing. We promised. I promise you one thing, I won't be betting the Ravens this week. The reason that I remember that is because off-air, we were talking about, oh, the Yankees got another great player. We're like, and you made a great point, which is when the Yankees and Dodgers don't win the World Series, we need to make more <laughs> we of don't it. Make a big they get every player on earth. That's another story. This is my NFL betting history, though. Like, we, we were talking about it last week with the Patriots. Do you know how many Super Bowls the Patriots won where I was the guy on the other side that was like, not this time, not this time. And then, like, the one the Eagles win was, like, the only Patriots yeah. bet I'd ever made in a Super Bowl. Like, hey, it is. We get to this point in the playoffs. You bet as well just go to the other side or whatever. I'm about. Yeah, I, I missed the two Saturday. I had Baltimore first half. Dumb. And then I had San Francisco against the spread. Not didn't get there, but then hit both yesterday. Hit the uh, the Lions, which I didn't had, look like it was going to hit. Yeah, but I did. Hit, I hit and that too. City, but yeah. that wasn't a big bet for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, it just it wasn't. Was the least. It, I grabbed a five and a half on the opener. Never added to I it. I don't know if it was the least. It was all pretty similar. I didn't. You know, I, I, I just. I guess what I'm saying is, I, I, did I deserve? Did the Lions backers deserve to get that? I mean, maybe we could have easily lost it too, right? Yeah. Um. I'll spin. I'll, we'll spin that ahead. Okay. I'm gonna, Do you have anything for this week? Have you betting? I've made one bet. I have made one bet. I played the under on the Chiefs Ravens uh, at 45. Small piece there. I, I mean, a lot of this kill. I'm interested to see where stuff moves, both side and total. Right. Yeah. Like we've already seen that around extremely key numbers of three and seven when you're talking the sides. I took a small piece under 45. It's mainly 44 and a halves now. Chiefs, Ravens, I wanted to at least get involved there. That Ravens defense, I thought, was so impressive on Saturday. But they, and, but they bent a lot. I, I know. It, it kind of gets washed away. Right, and is Mahomes a guy then that, that can act, you know, is good enough to then take advantage of getting yeah. get, getting that far down? Here's I how I feel. I feel like the Niners bounce back this week. I think that game, but with, I have no idea about the Baltimore Kansas City game. Yeah, I I, I can't ima I can't imagine I'll be in on a side on Baltimore Kansas City. I'll 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 go ahead and say it. I think that this is that is by far the closest scare that the San Francisco 49ers see the rest of the way. I think that rain had something to do with a very uncomfortable Brock Purdy in that game. He kept wiping his hands yeah, off. I, I mean, we try to downplay it rain when, when it comes to handicapping. Yes, we do. That was very, very evident that that impacted both quarterbacks, the kicking game. Even when, like, Kittle caught a ball, you could tell, like, he was like, I better yeah. secure this. Do, what was it? Do you catch the weird note on the broadcast about how much more the Niners were having to change cleats than the Packers? Yeah. Like, yep. that was bizarre. I interrupted you. You said you wanted to spin something forward. Forward. I apologize. No, no, this is what oh, this, this is just what, what I was okay. for. Yeah. Hypothetical Super Bowl lines. 
Um, so of the four possible matchups, not the eight outcomes, but the four possible matchups, uh, San Francisco minus one and a half versus Baltimore with a total of 46 and a half. San Francisco minus three versus Kansas City with a total of 47 and a half. Baltimore minus four and a half versus Detroit. Four and a half in some spots, as high as four and a half with a total at 48 and a half. And Kansas City minus three versus Detroit with the highest total at 50 and a half. So I find all I that interesting. I don't believe it will happen at all, but man, I would love to see the Lions Chiefs. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I would not. Uh, for, for me, again, with the exact is if, if San Francisco and Baltimore get there, I win either way. I'd win more if San Francisco beat them, but I'd win either way. The, the long, you know that San Francisco beating the Ravens is a slightly longer shot that I have? I have 12 to 1 on that. San Francisco beating the Chiefs, which is the other exact I have, is 11 to 1. Is that just timing of when you made the bet? I guess, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, those, are the three, those are the three combinations I have. There's eight possible combinations, but I have the three favorites. The fourth favorite, which I don't have, is Kansas City beating San Francisco, and then all of the Detroit permutations. I don't have any of those. Did you bet anything this week? Not so far. I have not. Not yet. Anything you're any, anywhere you're leaning? Uh, if the Niners got lower, you in at six I'd and a half? probably bet the Niners. Yeah. I think we see one or two pop here. This actually, what, there's the Debo thing is big though. We didn't talk about it. I six keep, and a half here. Yeah. If it gets to six, I think I'm definitely playing it where I, where I guessed it. I, I think, the again, back to that Matt Brown point, what is it about this Niners team, though, that when they lose, they go from elite to just yeah. really ordinary when this one guy disappears? It's a great point. I mean, we, you, Matt, and I were texting about it back yeah. and forth. I didn't remember him saying that. It was great, great, great was call like, was by you. Great that? call by Matt. Yeah. Um, it, it seems very true. I think... I think, I, I mean, I already have one small bet with the Niners with that teaser. I will be adding to my Niners positions, I'm assuming, but I think there's, I don't think there's any reason to rush. I mean, wait for this nah, number to so get either. off seven. Let's yeah. get more information on Debo Samuel. What's he going to look like this week? AFC game first, NFC game second. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible. Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.